Stevenson centers, and the loose puck was put on. Rebound shot blocked. Now Eichel scores. The third rebound goes for Eichel. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Marcia Sillwright to the circle. White Cloud shoots. He scores. Doing his best. Jack Eichel finds the opening. Top shelf. Sharp angle for White Cloud. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here's your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Chris Chapman, live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 250. Home of the. Was that just my headset? Or no, were no, you that... like totally blown away by? No, I was. I was blown away by it as well. Yeah, yeah. He he, he brought some heat. Yeah. right off the bat. Didn't it was he? like uh, it was all calm. Randy Johnson doing the mic check before, and then whoo, yeah. boom, he explodes the pigeon. Yeah, halfway to home plate. <laughs> wow, uh, Ryan Wallace. Fired uh, up, guys. Fired what, up. He's what ready to go. For me? Uh, we got yeah. uh, we got a great show and uh, uh, show number two of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're going to go through the Pacific Division, give you our take on who's better or who might be worse, and where we expect the teams, the eight clubs, to slot into the Pacific Division, and that includes the playoff race. We also will chat with Brian McCormick from the Henderson Silver Knights, the voice of the Silver Knights, the American Hockey League. Uh, He has an interesting take on something that involves me today, and we're going to get into that later on, (laughs) uh, because there's a real challenge to our focus for McCormick and I uh, this afternoon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And in a couple of minutes, uh, Gary Lawless is uh, set to join us. Uh, Lawless just had a really Interesting uh, interaction with Mark Stone, uh, who was skating mm-hmm. at uh, City National Arena. And uh, he'll have a piece up on VegasGoldenNights.com and wanted to get uh, him on the program to pass along to everybody just uh, where Mark is and uh, what his expectations are and just uh, maybe a lay of the land uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights captain. So a lot going on, plus uh, one-timers, plus catching up with Chapman. There's uh, there's a whole lot uh, over the next couple hours here on the VGK Insider Show. Yeah, we we got to get you to do your, your practice intro at mm-hmm. real levels. Not the, eh, nah, 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 nah. and then you come on the air and you just <laughs> explode. I don't practice intro anything, Darren. Like you guys, you've been around me long enough to know that like there's a there's a subdued nature to me when the when the mics are not on, and then I bring the heat when the mics are on. That's just how I roll, buddy. Okay, now I've you think you know that by now? This just in. Sorry, we got some breaking news. I thought you were I thought you were downloading one of those things. No, I I well no, no, you no, no, told no, no. us you told us I, in a text last I, week that you were downloading one of those. those I, I, I said no. I well I I don't know if Ryan, yeah Ryan was in the studio yesterday when, and when I mentioned it, I said for one of our segments that we're going to do I'm going to I'm going to include one of those old you know when you watch the old videos of Walter Cronkite and you hear like the typewriters Type in the writer. background yeah yeah Teletype, yeah. yeah but yep. I haven't gotten to making that 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 open yet. So. Because there's there's been a whole day since yesterday. Yeah, but I've I've had other stuff that I've <laughs> what that did I've you done. do? Like, I, what did you I, do? I made an open for for Brian McCormick. 
So you got a, you got a rule. One opening a day. No, no, no. Whether, and, no, no. Whether See, you and, need and, it or not. No, had, had I known <laughs> that we fantastic. were going to have Gary Lawless on the show, I would have had an open made for him, too. Yeah. But I, no planning ahead here. Well, it's going to be a need-to-know basis. <laughs> yes. Well, so I need to let you know who's on the program tomorrow I could, for you to do the opening. I, I, I can tell you I will not be taking any uh, need-to-know stuff home with me. So, uh, but uh, All right. Yeah, so, so, okay, so here's who, a, here's oh, that thing. This, this will factor in to my performance today on the program. And Chapman, Wallace, you guys, I, I'm, I'm totally being honest with you. That mm-hmm. I'm slightly distracted because we have our fantasy football league draft this afternoon with the yep. communications and content department with the Vegas Golden Knights. Hmm. The draft order has just been released. Okay. Our draft goes at five o'clock, but the draft order was just released and determined, and I have landed the number one pick for a second oh. straight year. Ooh. Which is oh, great. Wow. Which is awesome. I'm the defending champion. We just in full uh, transparency, the person that I selected first overall last year got injured, and I still won the title. I won despite that. But who do I take first overall? That's I would not take the guy you took that, last year. He's he's right up there. He's a, no, a contender. No. There, there's so, a reason that, running back. that guy gets injured every single yeah. season. Uh, I know Christian McCaffrey. That's who you're talking about, right? Yes. Uh, so do you go? Do you go Josh Allen, or do you go? Do you go running back with Jonathan Taylor or Derrick Henry? I would I would take Jonathan Taylor. You would, eh? Yes. All right. How many times I do wouldn't. people win uh, the running rushing title two years in a row? I don't know. That's I, what I'm worried about. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't have the first pick in my draft. I, I drafted, I think, eight. Oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Like, no pressure. I'll just take no, the no, next but, one. No, but the benefit to drafting later is you get that second pick really quick. So I was able to snag the the wide receiver from the Minnesota Vikings, Justin Jefferson, with mm-hmm. my second pick on the wraparound. So I I, oh, I got the snake snake draft. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Nice. Uh, so I will be uh, contemplating that over the course of this uh, first hour of the VGK Insider Show. Uh, Pacific Division, eight teams. Mm. Last year, San Jose, Anaheim, Seattle, Vancouver missed the playoffs. Yeah. Los Angeles made a return. Calgary, Edmonton were number one and two, and uh, Vegas, Vegas was uh, was not in there. So, mm-hmm. where where do you see it all sorting out this year? Yeah, I mean that's a really interesting question, mainly because you're you're looking at teams in this Pacific Division that are very different. In, in You know, you look at the Calgary Flames. They are a very different team from the team that they were last year, but I think that you can kind of make the argument that, you know, they got a, uh, they got a little bit more leadership, and they might have gotten a little bit better in areas that they needed to improve as well. So, you know, I, I think that you look at the division, the class for me right now is Edmonton, Calgary, Los Angeles and Vegas. I think those are going to be the four teams that are in the top four spots when all is said and done at the end of the year. I think the Golden Knights return to the playoffs, and I think that they are right there with L.A., Calgary, and Edmonton. Chapman, what do you think? I I think Ryan pretty much nailed it, but I think the wild card on all this is the Vancouver Canucks because I, I feel like they've got the best goalie in the division, and we know how important that position is. And I, I like the fact that they played really, really good from the time Bruce Boudreaux was hired until the end of the regular season. I think they just ran out of gas a little bit playing catch-up. 
And again, it was a condensed season, so so they obviously had a lot to to, to make up. But I think they're the, they're the wild card in all this, and I think they will knock one. I, I'm I'm I mean, it's not really a hot take, I don't think, but I feel like they will knock one of those four teams from the pedestal of the top four. I think the Canucks are going to be a playoff team. So only three teams made the playoffs in Pacific. Yes, but there there were some extenuating circumstances that probably prevented a fourth. So you are on the record that four teams from the Pacific will represent. Yes, I, Stanley Cup I, I, I say that, yes, okay. with, with, uh, with confidence. I'm yes. with you. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, NHL.com did uh, in their fantasy uh, draft podcast and mm. some uh, literature that they put out actually have the central division as the division that's going to fall off the most compared to a mm. year ago. And that's with, yeah. with teams' total wins. Uh, plus from last year or minus from last year. The Central Division is going to be the one that drops off more than the Metropolitan, the Atlantic, or the Pacific. So uh, you're right on the money there. You've got uh, you've got people in your corner, Chapman. But as far as any of those five teams that miss the playoffs, one will get in for sure based on four teams being represented. Mm-hmm. Who is that team? I think it's Vegas. Okay. I, I mean, like as as much as I kind of get where Chapman's coming from with Vancouver, and I think the the wild card for me isn't so much the Vancouver Canucks as it is Bruce Boudreau and, and his ability to to get brilliant play out of his teams in the regular season. Uh, to me, that that's really the wild card. But I, I think for the Golden Knights, this is one of those seasons where you you have to find a way to return to where you want to be and you've got enough players in the system you you want to be back in the playoff picture you want to use what has happened over the course of this summer and the re the reset to get you there and and you've got a, a heck of a coach in Bruce Cassidy who who only knows success and only knows coaching for the playoffs so to me the team that gets themselves back into the fold first and foremost is Vegas and everything else can kind of fall from there Vegas, based on the NHL.com article, is projected to just have one or two more wins than a year ago, which surprises me because they were so decimated a year ago. It was a shell sure. of their team. Uh, that that caught me by surprise, considering we expect them, and you heard Kelly McCrimmon yesterday, the general manager of the Golden Knights on this program, uh, expects everybody to be healthy, and that was an anomaly. Uh, so I, I, I think playoffs, no-brainer. Done. Sealed. Let's go. Uh, minus yeah. extenuating circumstances. But if things are, are on the uh, uh, up and up as we expect it and everybody's healthy and, and performing, uh, and, and that's without superstar breakout seasons, I just think with the talent that they have, it should be uh, a no-brainer that they're in the playoffs. Where they finish in the Pacific Division is a little harder to gauge. A mm-hmm. season ago at this time, we were talking runaway win First place, home ice advantage in the Pacific Division. That seems to have softened a bit, that sentiment. I'm not sure why uh, it has, but there's definitely a, a, a shift in who owns the uh, the balance of power in the Pacific Division between Vegas and now shared with Calgary and Edmonton. Who's the best team out of those three clubs right now, or the favorite to finish first? That's a really interesting question. Um, I I think 
for for me, I'm looking at it as the Calgary Flames, and and I know that there's going to be quite a bit of change for Calgary when you take out Johnny Goodrow and you take out Matthew Kachuk. It's going to be very different going into next season. But when you replace those players with Jonathan Huberdeau and and Nazem Kadri, who just won a Stanley Cup, who just had one phenomenal year uh, with the Colorado Avalanche, and then you also add a piece like Mackenzie Weger on the back end, and you've got Jacob Markstrom in net. Um, Daryl Sutter behind the bench. Like to me, the the Calgary Flames have the ability to be far and away the best team in this division. Even though Connor McDavid exists, even though Connor is kind of on another level from from even his stellar play and sets himself apart in so many different ways. Uh, I, I there's still some question marks for me when it comes to Edmonton and their blue line. And then the question becomes: Is Jack Campbell going to? be every bit as good as he was for the Toronto Maple Leafs for the majority of the year last year. If he has a couple of bad months or, or a couple of bad starts or whatever the case may be, then you know the, the question marks and goal are going to be there for the Edmonton Oilers as well. So in my estimation, top to bottom, you look at kind of the rosters, the forwards, the defensemen, the goaltenders. I don't know that there's really any holes right now for the Calgary Flames. And then who's second and third? Ooh, uh, that's, that's, you know, I, it's hard, right? I'm not going to really sit here and say that I think that the Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers, that there's too much that separates them. Obviously, high-end skill with Connor McDavid kind of maybe nudges Edmonton a little bit more. Um, to me, the, the, the Golden Knights are an unknown because this is the first time going into this in, into a season where there's question marks, legitimate question marks surrounding their goaltending. And and not so much, you know, who's going to be in net and which guy you're going to go with, but are you going to be able to get enough goaltending night in and night yeah. out to win hockey games when uh, you you also look up front and, and, you know, you subtract the production of Max Pacioretty. You're kind of hoping for a rebound in health. You're hoping on, you know, a couple of things to, to pan out with your power play. I think that there's just more question marks for the Golden Knights going into the season than there are the Edmonton Oilers. So I'll go Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas. All right. So uh, Ryan Wallace has Calgary, Edmonton, Vegas, and L.A. as your playoff yeah. teams from the, uh, from the Pacific Division. I'll speak for you on L.A. based on what you've already said. Uh, I, I'm not a, a buyer with Calgary. Calgary finished <laughs> one win ahead of Edmonton last year, and everything went okay. right during that regular season. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, the playoff series, I'm throwing out the window. I'm just talking about the, the regular season. Everything went yeah. right for Calgary, and they only finished a win ahead. So if there's any struggle at all in that side, Calgary's not going to be as good. And there's a, a fitting in, Naz and... Huberto, uh, mm-hmm. go on down the, the list of, of functioning without, and that will be a big part of functioning without Huberto and Matthew Kachuk. They, they have to create a bit of an identity with this group. So I, mm-hmm. I'm going, Edmonton is your first seed. I'll go Vegas as your second seed, then Calgary and L.A. But I, I think those... Those should be your four playoff teams in the Pacific Division. What happens yeah. to Vancouver? Could they nudge out L.A.? Absolutely. But they're about the only team that I think can factor into this thing. Seattle will yeah. take a step. They, they won't be as bad. Their goaltending will certainly be better. They've taken steps to address that. Uh, they should have more scoring. They've taken steps uh, to address the, the lack of offense last year. And, and San Jose, Anaheim, not in the same picture, but they are... Afterthoughts when it comes to the, the, the playoff picture. Anaheim's still an exciting team to watch. 
by absolutely uh, all the, all the measures possible. Still not there uh, right now. They're kind of team that could they take a big step like LA did last year. I, I don't think so they can take I, the big step again in the playoffs. But but it's pretty it's pretty solid who the four teams are going to be in the playoffs from the Pacific Division, barring any type of uh, crazy injury year like we saw last year. But Edmonton, with what they've done to shore up their goaltending, mm-hmm. and also with the two big studs going, I like them, and I'm, I'm going to go Vegas second in, in this division. I just with With the rest and the hunger and... The, the passion reignited coming off a, a break and being so excited to be back. I'll, I'll go Vegas, too. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get kind of where you're coming from, and I get that angle. And I don't know that, you know, I, I think that we're when it's all said and done, we're going to be talking about the, these three teams and, and the positioning and, and jockeying for that positioning is probably going to come down to the final couple of weeks of the season. Like, I, I do think that there's a class distinction between the Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, and the Calgary Flames. Now, your your points on Calgary are well taken in that you you have these two, three new pieces that you've got to assess and figure out where they best fit, how it's going to change, what you know, what you're going to be able to get out of a Nazem Kadri and a Jonathan Huberdeau in a brand new setting with a new coach, all of that. But the main equalizer for me is if you're asking me to trust between Jacob Markstrom and Jack Campbell as to who's going to have the better year, as to who's going to have a more structured and solid defense in front of them, I'm going Jacob Markstrom and the Calgary Flames all day. Goaltending to me in that regard is the great equalizer, and I think that the Calgary Flames are going to go as far as their goaltending takes them. And You know what's interesting is we're looking at this very differently. Yeah. You're comparing Edmonton and Calgary. Mm-hmm. And I'm comparing Calgary and Vegas, right? And it's it's very different viewpoints. I think Vegas is better than Calgary, and and will be uh, after uh, both teams have had different adjustments and uh, uh, alterations to their roster. It, but but not know, as it, not as not it, as much coming in from from the Vegas side. Uh, I, I just think that uh, that Vegas will be uh, in a better position. To go, I I agree with you there, but I, I also don't really know what my read is yet on this Golden Knights team. Do I think that they're good? Absolutely. Do I look at their forwards and I look at their defense and and say, okay, this is absolutely a contender. This is absolutely a team that I can see making noise in this Pacific Division for sure. But you know, to me, I, I don't know if it's still part of you know going through the the ups and downs of last season. If it's if it's you know See, understanding that we finally got it, there. That's the part. Yeah, people are well, still I, hung up on the injury part and what they went through. I, you you got to get back to looking at this team as healthy to be able I, to see the potential there. I, I want to see this team for a couple of weeks. Frankly, like this this conversation that we're having right now might be completely different. Like my viewpoints might be completely different if I can see eight to ten games of the Golden Knights, right? Like there's there's new pieces, there's there's shifting viewpoints as to you know where you know what the, what this team's going to look like. I, I want to see what the Golden Knights under Bruce Cassidy look like for a few games before I start to think about okay, are they going to be tops in the division? And, and you know we're having this conversation now. I, I get that 
you know, I'm viewing it as more Calgary versus Edmonton for the tops in the division where you're looking at a Calgary and Vegas. But to me, I, I just look at it and say, um, I'm always going to default to goaltending. I'm always going to default to kind of what's in place already. And, you know, Calgary's returning the same coach. They're returning a lot of their defensive core that was really, really good at shutting things down last year. And Jacob Markstrom had a phenomenal season. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to roll that into this year and, and say that the Calgary flames are tops in the division. Uh, I think you're, over or underestimating the influence of a new team for Huberto and Kadri. And then the loss of of a major part of their team. Not just John Johnny on the ice, but Matthew and that personality around it. That's the team that I want to see and and go. The other part, yeah. You you talked about seeing ten games for Vegas. Mm-hmm. That includes the seven preseason games. I guess sure. yeah. this 100%. isn't this isn't we'll go out and just get ready for the season. There's evaluation on the goaltenders in the in the preseason. It it factors into what's going to happen in game five, six, not just games one, two, and three of the of the regular season. It's game one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of of the preseason. Uh, we're gonna fly. And the health. And hopefully that's uh going to be a non factor, non talking point this year. Uh it does center a lot around how good and prepared and ready to go Mark Stone is. A person mm-hmm. that had a chance yeah. to talk to him today is VGK Insider Gary Lawless. And he will join us next as we continue on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. All right. BGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman. Uh, we're all together, and here is uh, the BGK Insider himself, Gary Lawless. Uh, you've been busy today. Yeah, it's been a good day. We had uh, a long meeting at work and uh, got to uh, have a little chat with Mark Stone, which is uh, always interesting. So, yeah, great day. What, you what about? album was uh, what album is New Orleans just sinking from? I don't know which which one is it. Road Apples. Nice, uh, one of the best. Uh, one of the best. Uh, the hip. Uh, what did you and Stoney talk about? We talked about uh, his surgery, how he feels right now, and the most interesting thing for me was he said uh, being in Canada all summer, he had to put up with everybody he bumped into telling him how bad the Golden Knights were last year and uh, suggesting that uh, they weren't going to be any good this year. And uh, he had a pretty strong reply to that, uh, to that line, of, uh, line of thinking. Oh, did you ask him what he said? <laughs> I did, but this is a family show. <laughs> I can't tell you what he oh, said. No, no, we, it's, it's, no. It's a mature family show. Yeah. Like Everybody he that said, listens uh, is very said, mature. He said, I don't give a blank mm-hmm. um, about what other people think of the Golden Knights. He said, uh, he said he believes in the players. He believes in leadership. He believes in the team's passion, the team's grit. And he said, that's great. That I think that, 
but we have to go out and prove it. And we have to prove it first to ourselves, then to our fans, uh, management, and uh, the rest of the league will find out. He, he said, we have gone from Goliath to David, which is uh, um, uh, something I wrote a little while ago. I think that the mindset of the Golden Knights this year is going to be, it'll never be what it was in year one. But I think it'll be very close to that, and I think it'll be just as effective because they don't have as much of the misfit emotion, but now they've got anger. The anger of being a contender who had 518 games, man games lost last year and missed the playoffs uh, and now have been kind of accused of, and that's the word I'll use of being washed up, of being, uh, you know, management has been attacked and has been, I think, unfairly uh, besmirched. So it is there. There is a real vibe. There is a, a vibration throughout the organization of we have something to prove and. Just watch us. I don't take any pleasure in saying this, but I disagree with Mark on the going from Goliath to David. Because okay. I, sure. when, when they're healthy, I, I see them as, as a strong contender in the Pacific Division. I do. I know I know you, they took their knocks do. last you I know do. they took their knocks last year. But all kind all kinds of people don't. There was a poll on NHL.com. No, not NHL.com. It was on the NHL's uh, Instagram account. Will the Golden Knights make the playoffs? I read 700 replies. This was like an hour after it was up. And 10 of them said, yes, the Golden Knights would make the playoffs. The rest were just making a mockery of the organization. Yeah. So you, I'm with you. I think the Golden Knights are going to win the Pacific Division. I think the Golden Knights are going to be the Western Conference representative, represented, you know what I want to say, yep. in, in the Stanley Cup Final. I think this is the best team the Golden Knights have iced. I, I saw Jack Eichel the other day. He, he looks like uh, something out of the movies right now, like Predator. He is in such good shape. I think he worked out a ton on his own. He went to the BioSteel camp recently. He is shredded. He has something to prove. Phil Kessel is Phil Kessel will be this year's Joe Pavelski, a guy who goes from a crappy team and has been written off and then gets to play for a good team with good players around him and has a massive bounce back. That being, he had 52 points last year. It but he been, only had, had third on eight or nine goals. Yeah, yeah, nine goals. He's gonna. He'll be. He'll be. He'll have twenty-five goals. I find it interesting, and and this date goes back to a conversation that Ryan and I had in, in block number one. Ryan said that uh, the Vegas is third in the Pacific. I said they were second, and you say first. So we all have them in the playoffs. It's just uh, yeah. where 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 they kind of slot in. But the idea of, and I want to get to Mark skating and, and, and what he's doing uh, on the ice. And, and Ryan, I want to get in here as well. But uh, mm-hmm. this, the chip on the shoulder is, is, seems to be very evident. Yeah, but, and, but not just Mark. 
Like, I haven't, I haven't uh, had a chance to talk to Jonathan Marcia, so I think that'll be fascinating. Like, it, it is interesting. I spent a uh, better part of a month in Canada as well, and I heard some really interesting theories about the Golden Knights, theories that I would use for something in the bathroom. Like, <laughs> it's, you look at the roster. Look at them down the middle of the ice. Where do people get a load of, of Nick Haig after he gets his deal done? He, he looks a lot more like Chris Pronger now than he, uh, that, than he did when he arrived here. Like He was 6'5", 214 when he showed up. I'd love to see what, what he's 6'6", six, six now. I'd love to see what he weighs. I bet you he's north of 230. He, he's, he looks like a man, hmm. which not not a giraffe. Uh, he is, uh, yeah, he looks like Chris Pronger. Yeah, that, that's the best way to describe it. And, and you can't get many compliments uh, better than that. And, and their blue line, I am, I think it's uh, the strength of this team. Uh, Gary Lawless with us, VGK Insider. Uh, you can listen to him on Fox Sports Las Vegas with Dan Duva. You can see him on TV on AT&T Sportsnet uh, with Lawless and Order. Uh, you're listening to the VGK Insider on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Yeah, Gary, I wanted to kind of circle back. As you mentioned, you had that conversation with Mark Stone about how he's feeling. I guess since that's kind of the indicator as to, you know, where he's going to be coming into camp and all of that, how is Mark feeling right now as he's skating and kind of ramping up to get going? He says he's feeling really good. And, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where he is in his, uh, you know, he said, he said it's like climbing a mountain and you hit mm-hmm. certain plateaus. And then you have to work through those plateaus. And then he just said, I'm feeling really good right now. So, uh, you know, whether, whether or not he's on the ice when training camp starts or, you know, I, uh, listen, I, I don't expect Mark Stone to play seven preseason games. You know what I mean? If I'm, if I'm yeah. Kelly McCrimmon and Bruce Cassidy, it's, uh, Mark, what do you need to be ready on opening night? I need two. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll work you into two if the doctor says, says that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think that's kind of will be the line of thought for that. I, like, get, letting him get banged into the boards uh, by some, some kid trying to make a name for himself uh, is not, uh, you know, that can't happen. And I, I would suggest that, you know, the, the bigger and more physical players that played for the Golden Knights should understand that as well. Like the first time someone takes a run at Mark Stone, there should be gloves on the ice real fast. Well, and anything can happen. Remember that preseason game against San Jose when the goalie jumped out in front of him? Uh, was that last year? That, yeah. Uh, they did yeah. That? Like, yeah. Anything can happen at that point. Like you, you talk about a kid doing it. But there is, a, there is a stage when an athlete coming off of something like Mark is, you go from rehab to training. And yeah. it, it does sound like we're we're approaching. I don't know whether we're past the rehab stage. Maybe we are, uh, but uh, but it does sound like we're either right on the cusp of that or close to it, which is a great sign. And the, you added in the comp, uh, comment by Kelly McCrimmon yesterday on this program uh, that things I think there's reason to be optimistic about this. For sure, I, I will say this. You know, like Mark Stone, this back injury. Uh, was evident when the Golden Knights lost to the Montreal Canadiens in the 
whatever they want to call it, in the Final Four two seasons ago. The third round. Third round. And, Mark, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's this ritual where guys will say, oh, I've got a separated shoulder. I'm going to have knee surgery or whatever. Mark was like, no, I'm fine. You know, he does not not share um, what's wrong with him. And by the same token, you know what I mean, like he was not going to get over – he wasn't going to divulge very much – Talking to me about where he is in his, uh, in his in his recovery, other than to say I feel really good and uh, and it's been great to be out there with the guys. You cool. know, Gary, I, you've you've you know you've talked a lot about kind of the chip on your shoulder mentality going into this season for the Golden Knights, and, and I don't disagree. I think it's going to be there and it's going to be prevalent and and really something that you know is the backbone of this team. How important is it that, you know, head coach Bruce Cassidy also kind of shares that same mindset after coming here from Boston? Well, he just got fired. So yeah, he's got that chip too, right? I don't, I don't think it's going to be manufactured. I, I think that, you know, this business is, it's, uh, uh, Kelly McCrimmon says it's best, says it best. We're in the winning business. And if you don't win, you you don't get paid, right? You get uh, you get demoted, you get fired, you get sent to the KHL, wherever it is. So I, I just I, I think all around. I think also for for all these guys that signed and came here, Petrangelo, Eichel, Stone, mm. um, Martinez, Kessel, they're in it. Those guys they've they've all made money. They're in it to win the Stanley Cup, and and the clock is ticking. You know, any suggestion that the window was closed is preposterous. But yeah. the the clock's ticking, and you only get so many chances. Last year was a missed chance. They they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even get to take their bat off the shoulder. They all know that. So I think there's, I think it's like a swirling cocktail of uh, of anger, fear. Um, resentment, uh, all kinds of stuff that that is going to be uh, that is going to fuel this team, and it's really important that Bruce Cassidy figure out what it is and how much of them to let them drink from time to time. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a big part of what he needs to do for sure. Now he's talking your language. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's a wordsmith, uh, Gary Lawless, with us on the VGK Insider yeah. Show. Swirling, like that is a great word. Preposterous, another <laughs> great word to, to to paint the picture for you. But another one is popularity, and there's two sides to this, Gary. There's the side that that you talked about with. Mark in the summer, and then the follow-up to the .com uh, posting or the Instagram poll, uh, where people are doubting or jumping uh, all over the Vegas Golden Knights and, and having their say, uh, and people coming up to Mark and saying this, that, and the other. Or there's the side from the national television networks in the United States that, that had their say today, Gary. And 12 of 82 games... But the Vegas Golden Knights will be on national television. Like that is a strong, strong statement as to what the national network thinks about the popularity and the uh, desire to watch the Vegas Golden Knights from coast to coast. 
Well, it's one of two things, right? Like, uh, if they, if it's a Vegas home game, you play on the, on the popularity, you know, you're going to get great numbers from this city and, uh, and people love to tune in and watch the Vegas show. And if the Golden Knights are good, that'll even, that'll, that'll add to that as well. But when they're on the road and they, and they are for a good chunk of those games, it's like you got a chance to have Darth Vader on TV. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like people, people say, oh, everyone hates Vegas. Well, not the, pl- the players in the league hate to play against Vegas. That's, that's what they hate. Because <laughs> they're one of the most winning teams in the league over the last five seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who likes having a team come in and drum you in your own building? So the fact that, 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 NBA, that, that TNT and ESPN notice that and figure it out, that, that to me is, uh, well, that's good programming. But if if there is any doubt there, it might drop to and there's a dozen last year. It might drop to nine. Might drop to eight. Like it's not going to fall off uh, cons- to to two or three. Yeah, you know, normally when a team misses the playoffs, you know what I mean. You, you, the people that make those programming decisions are like, well, you know, are they? If maybe they're going to. Maybe that was the start. Yeah, well, they, of, they capitalize on the teams uh, of, that were front and center in the playoffs. For sure, and yeah. maybe this team—maybe it's the start of this team starting to fade into oblivion for a little while. Or, or, you know, so so the pro—you you, you guess based on—we did a pool in our office yesterday. I don't know if Lauren shared this with you, where mm. you know we all guessed how many games are going to be on would be on. What was your number, Millard? Ten. I said nine, and then who won? Who said eleven? Uh, Garrett Callaway. No, I think it was India Shea. India Shea. Yeah, yeah, India Shea. Shut so, up um, yeah, I mean, like, you, you, we were guessing based on what would the programmers think. Well, someone, uh, you know, at the, at the network said, well, Calgary's defense missed two games last year, their top six. So, you know, they're not going to have that kind of health th- this year. And it's, third, it's the third year of Daryl Sutter. That's usually right around when that milk starts to spoil, and Edmonton had some had some changes. What's going to happen with Jack Campbell? You know, now nah, maybe Vegas does. Maybe maybe Vegas is healthy this year, and they do climb back in into the top of the picture, and that's why they got the twelve games. Hmm. Uh, anything to add uh, to Gary, Ryan? Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to circle back to the comment about, you, you know, you look at the Golden Knights on the road and some of the, the you know, those matchups and it being intriguing and in that you've got Darth Vader on TV. And, you know, that's a sentiment that I, I feel like should really be embraced this year by this team. You you use that chip on your shoulder to go out and and be the villain, but play it up, really play it up and, and embrace that role. And I, I think if the Golden Knights can do that, that's where they're going to find their edge night in and night out. Well, uh, you know, I, I think that, yeah, it's 82 games. you got to find a way to get up for them, right? Like there's yeah. some nights where you've, you know, you played in Dallas on Friday night and you won and you're, you're eight points above the playoff line, but you got to play the very next night in Columbus. And there just doesn't feel like there's any jam to this game. You know, you've got to and mm. you've got to find a way to get up. And if you know, deciding that you're going to be uh, going to be uh, the villain, you're going to be Joe LaDuke, 
for uh, for wrestling fans, and that's who you be. What was Joe LaDuke's nickname? Oh boy, I knew this at one point in time because uh, he was one of my favorites. But I don't, I don't recall the no. fact that I knew Joe LaDuke is pretty good. Yeah, I, I have no idea who Joe LaDuke is. Uh, are you not in the fantasy football league this year? I am. Did you get ready for the draft that starts in about twelve minutes? No, I have a proxy. Oh, you! So I'm doing the show and drafting for my own team. You're not <laughs> doing the show when we're doing the draft, and you have a proxy. You are a high roller. There you go. That you know, I, I knew there was a point to what you were saying. I didn't know what it was, but you got to it right there at the end. High roller, indeed. Do you think we're getting along better this year so far? Well, if anyone saw the hand signal that I yeah, flashed that, at you in the office. That was not very nice. <laughs> I thought, geez, Gary broke his finger. I, I didn't even hear about that. He's got a splint there on is. his finger. Yeah, Darren, no it's still splint. early. Yeah. It's still early. Good point. Uh, Law man, have a great uh, night and great job uh, tracking down the captain and really appreciate you sharing some of this uh, with us. And the article will be on uh, VegasGoldenNights.com. This is a uh, splendid way to spend uh, the, my first few moments at home after a long day at the Salt Lake. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, be a good, uh, relax. Uh, there's Gary Laws, the VGK Insider. Uh, when we continue, I uh, want to tee up uh, Brian McCormick, who's coming up from the Henderson Silver Knights. Also, I uh, want to uh, bring you some attention to what's going on in and around the National Hockey League with the one-timer segment. There's some really cool stuff that has happened uh, in the last uh, 24 hours that's going to affect competition inside this Western Conference. Boy, it's put a team in a bind. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Appreciate Gary Lawless for stopping by, spending some time with us. His exclusive coming off the chat that he had today with Mark Sohn. It will be posted on VegasGoldenNights.com. So uh, that conversation, Mark and Gary, will be up there in just a little bit. Right now, uh, on front page of the uh, website is the national television schedule. Should, should mention, because I kind of get caught up in the TV side of that uh, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, 82 games on Fox Sports Las Vegas. And uh, all the yes. preseason games. And then the three rookie tournament games all on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wall-to-wall coverage right here on the radio. So that's first and foremost. Uh, Then it's uh, 70 TV games on AT&T Sportsnet, six on ESPN, four on TNT, one on Hulu, ESPN, and one on ABC. That makes up your 82 regular season games. Yeah, you... You look at it, and I think that kind of the points brought up with Gary are are worth circling back here in that, you know, while sentiment around the Golden Knights might be uh, down in terms of what people expect out of them this year, you look at the national televised games, you look at the fact that this team's going to be featured on national television 12 times this year, it gives you an idea of what the, the networks are kind of expecting in a bounce back year or what's hopeful to be a bounce back year for the Golden Knights. I, I, I'm, I love it. Anytime you get to to have the game on ESPN or TNT, uh, it, it's fantastic stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't. I don't get to work those games. 
You still get to go to the games. You get to like kick back, watch the hockey, bug me on the radio. Like I do it, bug you. It's kind of a perfect setup for you. Then I go and bug our PR and communication staff. I make mm-hmm. my rounds bugging people. How, so, how much bugging do you do to the uh, the Marshmallow Man and uh, uh, Dave Gosher? I, I bug them in the third period because yeah. I go find out where they've – because the Marshmallow Guy, uh, Nighty and Gosher, they're awesome at finding a suite somewhere. They are oh, great at that. Man, I got to so start hanging out with those period, guys. I find out where they are, and then I saddle up with them <laughs> I think it's in the suite. It's, it's, funny, yeah. it's funny that you have to find that yeah, out through the course of a they're game. They're hiding like, from clearly, you. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like You're ruining their night when you show up in the third period. Like, hey, guys, found you. Especially if it's a good game. It's a close game. They're enjoying it. Yeah, and all yeah. of a sudden, they hear this knock on the door, and Mallard walks in. They, like, oh. they won't tell me for two periods. <laughs> Probably by design. Right. That's yes. won't. That won't. How do you find out? You don't find out from them. Oh, because I, I talk to people on the suite level. And oh, they'll oh. text me. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, they went into 38. <laughs> he got moles. They went into t- 21. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Uh, the, uh, the wrestler that Gary Lawless threw out there, Joe LaDuke. He's uh, his nickname, the Butcher. His yep. real name, Michael Pigeon. It's a from, perfect uh, name. Yeah, uh, from <laughs> perfect Montreal. Name. So there's uh, <laughs> yep. there's uh, Joe LaDuc, uh, former wrestler. We we're talking who's the who's the biggest villain in wrestling? Because Vegas, some in some circles, is the biggest villain mm-hmm. in the National Hockey League. And I think it's been that way for a bit, but last yeah. year seemed to cement it. Uh, in a lot of people's eyes. Je- jealousy plays a large role in that. Oh, I agree with you 100%. But I think this is the year to embrace it. If you're a player on this team, if you are Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, go up and down the lineup. It doesn't matter who it is. You really, really dig into being the villain and allow that to give you those those games, those edges, those moments in the schedule where uh, you need a little bit of something extra to get two points. Embrace, embrace it top to bottom if you're the Golden Knights going into this year. Here's a poll for you. Would you rather be the hmm. hero or the villain? Always the villain. Uh, <laughs> villain. I oh, think the villain's more fun. It's, it's always easy. more fun. It's the BGK villain, yeah. Insider Show. We're coming back with our number two. Brian McCormick will stop by. We've got the Fantasy Football League draft happening uh, in about uh, six minutes' time. So that's going to be balancing uh, out all the hockey talk as we come to you from Fox Sports, Las Vegas.